Hello and welcome to the Geeks at the Gates. Hope you had a fantastic Christmas. Now it's time to pull up a chair, grab the last of the mince pies and join us for the final part of our review of 2017. This edition, me, Matt, Hat and Ian wax lyrical about the comics that we have loved over the last 12 months. The spoiler horn will blow in a moment. I promise I'll remember to actually put it in this week and then we'll get into it. There's not a lot of time before the bells ring 2018 kicks off and we do it all again. So, nothing more for me to say, except enjoy the podcast, have a very happy new year, and we will see you when the digits change on the calendar. This edition of the Geeks at the Gates is brought to you by Destination Venus, the big little comic shop tucked away in Harrogate's Westminster Arcade. We stock all kinds of comics because we love all kinds of comics. Marvel Zombies, DC Divas, Image Imagineers, Small Press Stalwarts, Indie Individuals and all points in between. We love superheroes, but there's more to life than spandex and we do our best to have something for everybody. Basically, whatever comics you want, we've either got them or we'll get them if they're out there to be got. Find us on the web, destinationvenus.co.uk. Find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash destinationvenuscomic or on Twitter at dvcomicshop. Destination Venus. Love comics. Um, so, comics. I've got a metric shed load that I'm not going to be able to get through. There is one I'm starting with. It's finished. The trade paperback is out this week, and I forgot to order it because I'm an idiot. Yes, you are. Um, Reg runs a comic shop called Destination Venus. <laughs> um, shirtless Bear Fighter. Yeah. <laughs> it was absolutely fucking mental. Are they not making it? Is there an animated series or a TV? I, I, I want a live action. Something. I've heard whispers. <laughs> it was... It was by a live action. <laughs> it was just bonkers. The second time bears have been mentioned in this podcast. It was just... And yet, he, he's called the shirtless bear fighter because he doesn't wear a shirt and he fights bears for no particular reason. Somebody and, has to. And bears are attacking the city, so the FBI go to find shirtless bear fighter <laughs> who's living in a cabin in the woods. And you get every single, you know, all those films like Rambo and, and Commando and Commando and, and Firefox, <laughs> where like like the the the, the grizzled PTSD afflicted war veteran is living out in the woods and they need him for one last mission and. They, there's a conversation that goes, you've got to come back. Your country needs you. God damn it, I'm retired! <laughs> they have that They have that conversation, and he's naked the whole time. And they pixelate him. And he's got a three-foot cock that they pixelate out. And later, later, you see him in flashback as an infant being taken in by bears. And he's um, still and his cock is pixelated out. <laughs> and it's still three feet long. <laughs> Um, you're going to commit to those guys. The plot, you're going to commit to those guys. It's joyously ridiculous. I'm not going to. I'm not even going to attempt to explain the plot. Not because I don't want to spoil it. Because I can't remember what it was. I love it. <laughs> He's got the the bear plane. Yes, yeah. made out of bears. That was parked. I don't it's know. Like every time, every time, every time you think this can't get any crazier, it got crazier. It's like you get to the end of issue one, you think this is mental, and they're going, "Oh no, the bears are taking the city, and shirt, shirtless is nowhere to be seen." What's that? And it's shirtless bear fighter flying a plane made of bears. <laughs> and, and then there's a sequence. There's a sequence in I think it's issue two where he's fighting bears across the country. So you see him like fighting bears in New York and he's fighting bears. He's fighting Amazing. bears. He's fighting bears in Seattle and he's fighting bears. He's fighting bears in Chicago. They're American football players. Fuck he's all. He's fighting bears good. in San Francisco. They're fat gators. <laughs> um, it, it's just, it's just utterly, utterly mental. And the villain, the villain turns out to be a guy who wants to fell the forest to make toilet paper because bears shit in the woods. <laughs> it's just, yes, it's just mental. And it's the funniest thing I've read. I mean, it ought to be shit. There's no way shirtless bear fighter should be any good at all. It shouldn't work on any level, and it so does. It's just brilliant. It reminded me, Lords of God hits astronauts. Yes, I can it's see that. It's just that we know this is daft, 
and we're going for it. Yeah, also you know. Grizzly Shark. Yes. Yeah. With similar. Um, What's that other kind? Something cop. Um, it's a dinosaur. Axe cop. No. Is it like that? Uh, Is it Axe cop? No, it's not. I'm thinking of something else. Something like that. But yeah, it, it, it's it's just. It's just brilliant. Lunacy. Utterly it's just utterly, utterly insane. I can't, I cannot recommend it highly enough. It's available now in trade paperback. Rush, but not from Destiny. From Amazon. Rush, <laughs> Rush, no. Are the retailers no. Are no, there are no retailers named after rivers in South America or jungles or where Diana comes from. None. No, Rush, Rush, Rush to your local comic shop, unless it's this one, in which case, saunter, because we'll have it in next week. Yeah. Um, it's just so, it's just so good. No, that's true. <laughs> well, the time the podcast in. comes out, we'll have it. It'll be sold out. Editing's hard, guys. Uh, so yeah, my, my first my first pick is Shirtless Bear Fighter. Okay. Um, I could go on at length about several others, but I'm going to give other people their go. I'll let you go first because I was going to pick your one. So which the first one or the second one? Oh well, can I have the first one? Then? You have the first one. Okay, uh, High Five Fight Club. Yeah. Now known as. Heavy, heavy vinyl, vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> for the last issue, pointlessly. Yeah, can yeah. we just? Ju- yeah, it's it's brilliant and fantastic. We've waxed lyrical love on it, it before, love it, love it, so love I'm not. It, I'm going to let you wax lyrical about it because you haven't yet. Yeah. But I'm really sorry. You do not change the name of a four issue miniseries mm-hmm. for the last part of a four issue miniseries. Not without a really I, good reason. I, there, there's no reason good enough. I don't even care if you had a cease and desist order, which you say you didn't have. <laughs> exactly. If, if, if they didn't have one, why have they done it? It's, they said it so they can leverage it better in, in new media, but to me that's just not change the name for the trade. There is yeah. a TV show, isn't there? There's, I've, did I send you a cast? Did I send you a cast photograph? I don't know. I sent you a link on. You Messenger. didn't. You didn't I'm do that. Sure, I. You didn't. Well, High Five Fight Club. Yeah, the cast has been in there. I'm sure. No, I think you yeah. might be. I think you're I on think drugs, it's man. Some, Yeah. I may. Well, if, <laughs> I. I if, no, it's called lack of sleep due to children. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well. Um. Okay. I'm so not feeling that pain. Anyway, it's a great comic. It's beautifully drawn. It's like, it's got a real manga vibe to it, but done well, rather than so much westernised manga. Just I believe I I coined the term mid-Pacific. Okay, I'll give you that. Fair enough. It's about uh, a record shop where lots of women work, and they're all very cool, and they're all typical tropes of kind of, you know, Different nineties tropes. Different nineties yeah. tropes, yeah. It's, it's set in the nineties as yeah, well. Yeah, so. yeah. And this this young girl um starts working there and she's very unsure of herself, she's very uncool, she desperately wants to be cool. Um she's gay, she's got a crush on the girl that works there. She has that beautiful line in the last issue <laughs> spoiler alert where she where they you know, where they find out that people still Oh, okay, I won't tell you then. Basically, she's like, I'm trying to figure out who I am. And it's like, and that is the whole story, isn't it? That yeah. she's trying to figure out who she is. Yeah. Yeah. And she actually says it. She literally just says it in the last, last I've, I've said... Yeah. And me, she wants music to help her figure it out. And I think that's, and isn't that what that's music really... The, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. really the message of the, over- the whole thing, isn't it? Like, I've, I've said this in every conversation I've had about this. So I apologise, you've all heard me say this. <laughs> Even the people listening have heard me say this because I said it on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. It managed to make me nostalgic for being 17. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It reminded me that being 17 is not as shit as I remember. Yeah. Um, and do you know what? I fucking hate it being 17. So it's, it's actually genuinely done a really good thing for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, I, I can only second that. It's just beautiful. I love yeah. it. But it's got, it's, it's got a really nice story. Basically, the, there's an underground sort of... I don't really want to spoil it, you know. Cause you, it's in the name. Yeah, there's an underground <laughs> yeah. fight club attached to the... Yeah. It's in yeah, the original that's, name. Yeah. That's not a spoiler. Yeah, but it, be, it, becomes it is if they call it Heavy yeah. Vinyl. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. But if they call it Hi-Fi Fight Club... Yeah. It's, there's it's an underground fight club attached to the, the, the record store and it, it turns out there's more to it than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and bands are going missing and that's something to do with it. Mystery solving, brilliant. Yeah, it's, 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 solving. it's got a real Scooby-Doo feel yeah. to it without the annoying dog. And... Like the other one, but the characters are great. Are written really nicely. The dialogues, <clears throat> it it flows yeah. and it's snappy and stuff. And you've got lots of lovely things that remind you of the nineties. Yes, there's loads of good music references, yeah. and um, I missed all of them. <laughs> Even the Spice Girls reference, you missed the Spice. Girls. I got the Spice Girls reference. Yeah. And also, a lot of the bands that they're into seem to be named after dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah. Which I really liked. Yeah. yeah. Stegosaurus, the name yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was. It's just a really nice little self-contained story, but there's got plenty of room to go elsewhere. 
it's beautifully drawn. It's lovely writing. The last section, the last, the last, like the last panel of the last of the last one of the four sets it up beautifully to go further yeah. um, and to do the next thing. And you just sit there and go, yes, yes, I want that. I want the next arc because it's just it's if, they don't, if there isn't another miniseries. I'm going to write it myself. I, I, if there's yeah, another one, I, I will write it, it myself. Needs, I want it, it, needs to exist. it needs to exist. It really does. So good. I yeah. like the fact that I'm looking at the, sh- the shelves here in Destination and actually, there's, there's really only a handful of superhero titles on there. It's mostly indie stuff. This is mostly... Uh, it's I great. It's a really big... To be fair, I do... It's all your stuff. There is so much good non-superhero stuff out yeah. there. I, I love yeah. my superheroes. I do. But, but the problem is Hawkeye, the moment... Hawkeye is a pick of the week this week. Yeah, but the problem at the moment is there isn't, there isn't actually much good superhero stuff out there. And I'm a huge superhero comic fan. Hawkeye's good. Captain America's good, if they ever ship me the damn thing. Um, Captain America should be out this week. It isn't. Um, not in the UK. UK hasn't got You're saying it. it's good based on one issue. Okay. Mark Wade. Yeah, Mark Wade. Yes, Mark Wade. Mark Wade and Chris Sandler. Yeah, but Mark, I, Wade, I'm, Mark Wade is um, writing Champions, and it's terrible. Oh, I like Champions. It's, it's terrible. terrible. It's just I think, to be fair, it's not aimed at you. Okay. Champions, yeah, yeah. Is, aimed, Champions is aimed at 10-year-olds. I think it's aimed at me there. <laughs> <laughs> that is mine. So that's me in a nutshell. So, you know, I like it because I'm massively immature. But, you know. Hello? <laughs> you're a, a, a response. You're the closest. I buy, I buy Power Rangers. You're the closest thing in my circle of friends, Matt. It's not for the kids. I don't say that. That's a depressing thought. God. So, you know, so there's that. Um, I'm struggling to think of any other good superheroes. See, I struggled with my list. For, that, that one was good. Girl. I couldn't even oh, do a top ten. I don't think of her as a superhero. No, I, I've, I've really had a rough comic a year, to be honest. I was saying I couldn't do a top ten for comics. I was I, really surprised. You no, know, I could. Um, I did. I write thought all you of them might. Miss Finster is amazing. Yep. For another Scooby Doo weird. We have we have spoken of this before on the podcast. podcast. It's really good. I love it. And again, it's it got that same sort of nostalgic high five fight clubby type feel. It's just it's, a love letter to the Goonies. It's and it's great. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant, and I love that. Um, and it's explicitly a love letter. I mean, they say so at the end yeah, of issue one. Yeah, yeah. It is a love letter to it's the Goonies. It's great. Um, so I have that, and obviously high five fight club slash heavy vinyl, whatever it's called now. But beautiful canvas is one that I really love. That was yeah. weird. It's weird. I, I like weird, but it's it's just, it's again, it's a short arc. I love that. Like what four yeah. issues again? Yeah, and it's you know it's a simple story about an assassin trying to save a kid, essentially, but it's more complicated than that. But the kid's a target for a start. The kid's a target, but she then has to save him, and he's got powers and stuff. And it's none of it is explained. Like, you don't know what's going on. You don't know who these people are that appear. And I like that. Before, how many, you know, how many things are there these days? You're not always You're not always, yeah. you're not always sure what's you real. Spoon-fed yeah. You're not sure what's real. You're not sure what's where right and wrong is. The grey areas are all of it. Um, but it's I love the way it's drawn. I really enjoyed it. And, um, yeah, and she didn't die. So I was happy. That, that was good. <laughs> Spoiler. She survived. Um, um, yeah. I, I'd have to... Th- I'd I'd have to throw in Kid Lobotomy. Kid Lobotomy's great. Um, which is well, I'm, do you know weirder. what? And the whole Black Crown imprint. Actually, it's uh, Shelley Bond, uh, who left Vertigo under somewhat controversial circumstances. Basically, just went straight to IDW and said, "You know that thing I did at DC? Fancy it?" Uh, and Black Black Crown is ostensibly doing for. IDW, what Vertigo did for DC, but the conceit behind it, and it's not something I've seen before. Everything's sat on the same street. Yeah, it's a street in a sort of Londony sort of city. Sort of-ish. Um, there's a pub called the Black Crown, um, where the events of Black Crown, Black, Black Crown Quarterly. I can't say that. Black Crown Quarterly happen. They all happen in that pub, and there's weirdness going on in the pub. Um, Kid Lobotomy takes place in the hotel that happens to be on that street and uh, it's just really weird right okay my, my, my point still stands that it's got really um, you're like it's just weird and I was like no but there is so much reference to yeah there is there is, and it came out even more wonderful Kafka references Kafka references phenomenal um, in it. I mean the, the basic backstory really is pushing that. Uh, the hotel is owned by Kid Lobotomy's dad um, who is kind of like the kingpin of hotels. And this is the crappy hotel that isn't doing very well, and he's put his son in charge of it to give his son something to do. His son wants to be a musician. 
he had a really bad, he had a, well, not really bad, an accident with a snapping guitar string that's left him scarred across his face. He's a bit crap being a guitarist. He really wants to play the harp. And he basically has this weird sort of sci-fi ray gun looking thing that he uses to lobotomize his guests and eat their brains uh, in order to help them. Um, <laughs> right. And... <laughs> And no, like the first, the first guy, he, the first guy <coughs> has no memory, and he doesn't yeah. understand why he has no memory, and he he has problems because of it. So he lobotomizes him to help him, but it all goes horribly wrong. Like that's kind of the whole thing. He, he gets his memory back, and he realizes why he had his memory removed in the first place, and that's kind of that's the yeah, the, right. the premise there. But then um, there's all the Kafka. There's, there's weird ghosts, and, and again, you're, you you've got no. I've still got no idea what's happening. No. Really. I don't know what's real and what's going on inside Kid Lobotomy's head because he's clearly in. Yeah. Um, he's got a really unhealthy interest in his sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, really, really unhealthy. Yeah. Which he kind of plays up to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 wrong on just about every level. Now I think about it, and it's great. <laughs> it's okay. absolutely great. I, I, I cannot tell you how good it is. It's it, it's just and it's one of those things that you'd never it would never happen at Marvel. It would never happen at DC. Editorial at DC or Marvel would take one look at it and go, nope, nope, that's not happening here. Yeah. It would, and IDW probably wouldn't have touched it without it being part Sounds of like an image comic more than a comic, to be honest. It could have happened at Image, yeah. It could have happened. I mean, image. image just. Image just do anything. Talk about diversity. I mean, every time I come in here, you recommend something, it's like, who's it by? It's West by Image. Because, of course, they just. They're just doing so much stuff that's just out there. And it's just, I mean, they don't do any superhero stuff, do they? Really? Invincible. Any, anymore? Invincible, yeah. That's good to finish in two episodes. Still issues. Going. Yeah. It's great. I think I did the first two books. I just oh, I love it. I followed it since. But... Okay. Um, I suppose I'd better come and let you out then. Yeah. Seeing as so we're I just thought you might need to pause it. We're locked okay. in. Okay. Got to go now, should we wrap it up? Um, no, I've kind of got to go now. Right, well, I'll tell you what, you two can talk about comics for two minutes while I let you know. Yeah. Okay. Can we so, be trusted? So, so, I don't know. You said you couldn't come up with the top ten, Matt. Have yeah. you got a top one? No. I've got a bunch of stuff that I put down because I had to fill a, a, a gap that said top ten comics <laughs> of the year. Shit, well, I guess the burden's going to fall on you then. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, it sounds like you've got a few very interesting titles. Yeah, but like it's mostly stuff I've talked about before. Um, Cheers, guys. So, we've done... Okay, so. We've done... Uh, heavy, heavy Vinyl. We've done Mr. City, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, uh, Beautiful Canvas is amazing, and I love it. Um, it's weird. Kid Bottom is great. There's um, uh, Kim Reaper, Sarah Grayley, yeah. about the uh, uni student who gets a job as a Grim Reaper to instead of you know being a barista or whatever the hell else. <laughs> yeah, course. which is a really great yeah. comic. It's very good fun, and again, short run, and it's written and drawn by her, and it's all bubbly and beautiful and great, but also gothy and weird at the same time with, with zombie cats and <laughs> like having to go to the Grim Reaper world and stuff and it's just kind of like I just loved it and she's great um, cool. yeah so who publishes that? I actually can't remember I'm, I want to say Boom but that's just because I read everything <laughs> everything I think I read is by them at the moment not everything because I'm reading every, I thought I must have a really packed folder this week <laughs> Uh, Black Cloud is amazing as well. Again, completely weird, and I'm not really sure what's happening, but it's great. Okay, I've never seen that. Okay, so it's again, it's beautifully drawn. This is the, this just come back out because it's been on hiatus. J- Jason the Tor draws it, uh, writes it, is it? And it's again very strange. This girl takes it's got a political bent, like, um, but it's got alternate universes, and there's like um, the main character is obviously not really from our world um, and can take people there and kind of does like almost like a drug dealer type thing takes people there for a trip and then brings them back but she gets paid to take away this politician's son because he's problematic for the campaign and leave him there Um, and then it's kind of what goes from there and, and the fact that she's fallen out with a lot of people in this alternate world people is a term I use very loosely because they're kind of more creaturey okay um yeah, it's good. It's beautiful. And again, wait, I read a lot of stuff that doesn't make a lot of sense. But then I read, like, you know, Slam the Next Jam, which is great. And I oh, love that. Oh, God, Slam. Which it. is just roller derby weirdness. And that's just fun. <laughs> so, yeah, it's either, for me, it's it's either 
slice of lifey or just completely bloody weird. <laughs> and completely bloody weird is well, those are the places I live in comics these days. Ah, you're going to be pigeonholed then. Yeah, and, I, and the only things I read at the moment by Marvel, I read America and... Oh, I'm reading Runaways, new series of Runaways. Runaways is good. Runaways I'm is enjoying good. that. And um, yeah, and the DC is Batwoman and the new current arc of Batwoman is amazing and I love it. Batman. Batwoman. Batwoman. So Batwoman is very good. good. But Batman's good. In fact, I came in there last week, go. I picked up the ba- Batman annual and Rose said to me, I think it's the best, single best comic. And was I right? Of the year. It's so good. It's the best single it's issue so story. It's so good. I, I tried to explain to my other half about uh, Tom King's run on Batman, how good it is at the moment. And I said, oh, and apparently this is, before I'd read it, this annual apparently is absolutely brilliant I read it and said you've got to read it she read it and said it's fantastic uh, it, it's, got, it's so good it's so perfect yeah. and it's so lovely have you read it and no it, yeah I, I think I might have to make it's it it's genuinely <laughs> how many comics do you read that are genuinely moving yeah like at the end you, you, you genuinely oh, you're genuinely moved I saw a, incredible something from this week's Batman Batman not yes. on the internet that I actually looked at and I went, wow, that's... I've not read that That's yet, amazing. This, um, I'm holding in my, in my hand... The last page. In my hand, I am holding a copy of Batman 36, which came out yesterday as we record this. Looking away. It's basically... Away. I'm not going to spoiler it, but it's, 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 it's... Again, it's Tom King. He's really hit his stride. Uh, I, I, particularly impressing me, I think, because last week the, the annual came out this week it's this yeah. and it has that page it's, in it it's not a spoiler it's not a spoiler for any for anyone that um, Bruce and Selena um, Bruce Wayne Selena Kyle Batman and Catwoman are engaged <laughs> this this whole issue is basically Bruce Wayne is engaged he hasn't spoken to Superman <laughs> right right and the whole the whole issue is uh, two conversations between it's a conversation between Clark and Lois and it's a conversation between Bruce and Selina. And in both cases, she's saying, just call him. Yeah. No, if he wanted to speak, he could have called me. <laughs> yeah. That's guys for um, but no, But then just as, just as in the annual, we get to the, you know, she's, Catwoman's basically taking the piss all the way through and doing these things that, that just yeah. wind Batman up. Yeah. Um, and then we get to the bit where he says, why are you doing this? And she tells him, and it's gorgeous. Um, this has the the conversation, and again, it's told on two halves of the same page, the conversation between Clark and Lois on one side and Bruce and Slim on the other, where in both conversations she says, why won't you talk to him? And he explains why. And it's, I've, I mean, this is the page I've seen. And it's, people have complained about it being spoiled on Twitter instantly, but it, like, I, I've seen it's that so that what, what isn't these days? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not spoiling I, I, it. So, buy this reader. Yeah, I'm no. not spoiling it for you, Matt, and I'm not spoiling it for the listeners either. Either If they've but avoided the spoilers really, on Twitter and Facebook. It made me go, oh, maybe I should be reading Batman. So I, mean, I was going to say, do you, do you pick up Batman? No, you don't. I so don't. Good. And also, Tom King has been writing it for very long, so you could, it's quite can easy I, to catch can I, Actually, and I'll, I'll say this. I accidentally over-ordered on Batman this week, completely by accident. I ordered more in than I would normally do. I've only got two left. Wow. I haven't sold out of Batman for ages. That's brilliant. It's great. It really is good. Tom it, King. I said to you last week, Tom King's run, I think, is better than... Uh, who was writing it previously? He's writing Metal at the moment. Snyder. It's better than Scott Snyder's run. I like that, but this is just... It's great when a new writer comes in and do, they do their version of that character, and you're like, "This he, is so good." Yeah, you'll take a character's been around since the thirties. Yeah, yeah. Batman is one of those few characters that can constantly reinvent him, and people can do their own. Well, and I love the way I love the way they've retconned Bruce and Selina's relationship. It makes sense. It yeah. doesn't feel like a retcon. Not at it, all. It's he made the villain Kite Man. Yeah. A cool kite character, Kite Man. He basically a character has a that gi- was created as a joke. He's a giant flying kite. That's it. That's his power. It made him cool. He made yeah. Kite Man cool. And actually, the, 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 the that story arc, War of Jokes and Riddles, is a really slow burn. But yes. bloody hell, that punchline, which I am going to spoil. Yeah, yeah. Um, because the conceit of the War of Jokes and Riddles is it's Bruce and Selina in bed, which I thought was gratuitous and unnecessary, but never mind. And he's telling her about this thing that happened in yeah, Gotham. That's that's the beginning. And all the way through, and so then we see the story in flashback. And all the way through, I'm thinking, why is he telling her this story? She was there. 
she was involved in it. She knows what happened. And then you get to the last issue of the arc, and it's something that she doesn't know. Uh, and it's basically that he, the Joker and the Riddler, had been fighting in Gotham for literally months. Um, everyone had been forced to take a side. Loads of people were dead. Yeah. And he had them in a room, and he goes... Um, the, the Riddler pushes him just a little bit too far. Batman goes to stab him and means to kill him. And the Joker puts his hand in the way and stops Batman from killing the Riddler. And then the red mist fades and he deals with it properly and nobody gets hurt. And he feels he needs to tell Selina that because, you know, there's this big thing, Batman doesn't kill. Mm. And he feels that she needs to know that actually that's the man he is. He nearly did that. And the only reason the Riddler isn't murdered is the Joker stopped him. Um, and her reaction is just priceless because she thinks about it for a fraction of a second and then says, who cares? Yeah. And it's just, you know, all that angst, <laughs> all that man pain. Yeah. Uh, and she just goes, who cares? It's over. Yeah. Forget about it. And yeah, and then they have to go and see, in the next story, they have to go and see uh, Talia al Ghul, who is Batman's wife, because they did sort of get married a yeah, yeah. sort of a long time and ago. Have they have a kid. Yeah. And so there's there's all of that. It's, it's ju- and then there's this. And they've called the story arc Super Friends, for God's sake. That's great. Uh, it's it's great. just... Yeah, so the comment I saw... The comment on... The reason I read it um, when I saw the spoilery page on Twitter was that people said, this is what they should have done with Batman versus Superman. This is what yep. all the Dr- yep. Justice League films should be like. Yep. Why are they so obsessed with trying to make it dark? Because it's when fun. When it could be like this. It's fun yeah. and, and it's yeah. silly and, and it's I glorious. It. I read it. I read that page... And I just went, yeah, I'd watch that. Yeah. I would watch that. That is so much more yeah. the kind of film that I want to see out of, out of DC. But back in the 40s, 50s and 60s, I mean, the DC stuff was very, very straight. Everyone was very chummy. Mm-hmm. It was all primary colours and, and, and everyone was happy and stuff. And it was Marvel that was kind of more street level and angsty and people's problems and issues. And now the movies and everything have gone the, the other way. Yeah. It's very strange. Very strange. Yeah. Anyway, Batman, yes. So, so, so Batman's great at the moment. Um, I have to throw in a word for Motor Crush because I'll read anything that's drawn by Babs Tar. Um, but it's also good. Um, it's uh, street racy, motorcycle racing thing. But our central character, Domino, uh, she there's something different about it. We still don't know what it is. Um, there's a chemical called Crush that people put in their engines to make them go faster and it's banned on the street ra- on the racing circuit because it's cheating. She needs to inhale it to survive. If she doesn't, she's got an inhaler with it in. Okay. And if she doesn't inhale this stuff, I mean, it's poisonous. We've seen somebody die from being forced to drink it because he was stealing it from a gang. Um, but she will die if she doesn't inhale it. Um, her adopted father knows something about it, but we're not seeing an explanation. There are other people who know something about it. Um, it, it it's just it's, it's it's weird and it's great and it looks amazing because it's drawn by Babs Tarr. Yeah, um, it does look amazing. Who I fell in love I, I fell in love with Babs Tarr's work when she was drawing Batgirl. Mm. Uh, I have had no no reason oh, to reconsider yeah, that, yeah. that that view. Uh, Moonstruck is fantastic. Yes, uh, yeah, it was behind me, so I. It's a um, <laughs> I love that. A, a lesbian, a very insecure lesbian werewolf. Um, and her wacky friends in a town. What's that blob creature on the front? It's a ghost. <laughs> That's awesome. He's a ghost, and he's carrying a. And a he's bag. mean. He's a mean. He looks like the incredible new Shmoo, which uh, he does look about the Shmoo. You know, well, you two know the Shmoo is. God, yeah, I have well, to explain. You have to remember, I'm very old. Join the club. One of my favourite parts of Moonstruck is when the centaur loses his butt. Yes. And he's heartbroken. He's got. I'm going to wear pants. It's amazing. It's a really great <laughs> so moment. Cool. Um, I really love it. I've seen that a lot of when I was doing some research into because I was trying to remind myself what were the good what good comics that were out this year. I saw on a lot of people's lists the the DC the Hanna Barbera at Flintstones oh. apparently is is on everyone's top ten. Really, Flintstones list. Flintstones was great. It was so left wing. Yeah. Oh, wow. I it was kind of must buy the trade. They had they had like, a whole thing about how. Mr. Slate at the mine, at the quarry, was exploiting the work, exploiting oh, the Oh, I need workers. to read this. Uh, they had it's another one where, another one where, where, where Slate engineers a war in order that he can make some more profit. Um, and, ah, uh, it's just, and the alien, you know, 
there's Bailey in, in this cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's there. Uh, uh, he's uh, he's observing humanity <laughs> and deciding whether we should be wiped out or not. Um, I have to read it. It's, it's so, so good. But, no, I'll tell you, my co- the only reason it's not my Batman comic of the year is because the annual is so, so good and beautiful and I've decided to be sensible and not silly. Until the annual came out, my Batman comic of the year was, without question, Batman vs. Elmer Fudd. <laughs> yes, which written by Tom King again. Really, Tom King. I have the Marvin the Martian versus the Martian Manhunter, and I like that. That, that was great. Yeah. That was quite fun. The, yeah. the, the Batman versus Elmer Fudd. It yeah. opens. It opens with the line, "Shh, I'm hunting rabbits." <laughs> and rabbits. And yet, they play it absolutely dead yeah. straight. Yeah. He's a hitman. Elmer Fudd's a, he's a hitman. assassin. He's hunting, he's hunting a guy <laughs> yeah. called Bugs who has rabbity teeth. And there's a, there's a bar which is called Porky's Bar. The guy behind the bar looks a bit pig-like. Yeah. Um, and and all, all of the patrons in Porky's Bar are Looney Tunes characters. Um, there's a guy in a, 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 a green beanie hat with a yellow pom-pom on it. Who, who's clearly drunk and clearly insane, but muttering about blowing up the world because he's Marvin. Yeah, um, he's and my favorite. He's my favorite. There's character. a there's a guy talking about chasing someone. If he says meet meet another fucking time, he's gonna. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it, it's just, but they play it dead straight as like a Philip Marlowe style Raymond Chandler gumshoe noir. As it's the only way to do it, Elmer Fudd. Yeah. Elmer Fudd is a hitman. Uh, who wants to, to to take out Bugs because Bugs either I can't remember if he stole his girl or killed his girl. He's also connected to Bruce Wayne, which is how Batman gets involved. Yeah. And it and it turns out the femme fatale has engineered everything, and it's it's just it's, it's really just good. Really, it shouldn't work. But it, it shouldn't work. That's what I like about it. It really yeah. shouldn't. It's Batman versus Elmer Fudd. It's ridiculous. And DC should make a movie out of that. They really should. Very. Um, except of course they they've made it all. Bloody Looney Tunes, they made it dark. <laughs> yeah. um, but if they made it a musical. But they, <laughs> but they also did They also did Wonder Woman meets the Tasmanian Devil and made that good. See, I liked the, how the you, Martian Man, how my the Martian thing, I thought it was good. How, how I do wish you I had read all of them. They, yeah. they, are, they, they are great. I can't recommend them highly enough. Um, they're, just, they're just fab. Uh, DC, DC this year, actually, in comics... I mean, movies, forget about it, but in well, comics, DC have really not... I mean, I had real problems with the New 52, but DC Rebirth, they're getting back to... It's starting to feel like the kind of comics that I... Dare, dare, since you mentioned Rebirth, yes. dare I mention Doomsday Clock? Yeah, let's talk about Doomsday Clock. Very good. I liked it. I mean, we've only seen issue one. Yeah. Um, it, everyone was up in arms about it online. They can't make a sequel to Watchmen. And it's, it's yeah, like religious. I don't see why not. They own the characters. The, they yes. do own the characters. So, so I'm, so I'm really sorry. I, 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 Alan Moore is problematic for me. I've got nothing but respect for Dave Gibbons. Mm. I think the man is a giant of the industry. I love pretty much everything he's done. I even liked the originals. But he's wrong. Yeah. He says they shouldn't make, they shouldn't put the Watchmen characters in the DC Universe. I say, why the hell not? They own them. It's comics. You signed the signed contract, didn't you? We just talked about Batman and Elmer Fudd. It's comics. <laughs> yeah. You can do anything. Anything. They own the characters. They've put some of their best talent on Doomsday Clock. Let's see where it goes. Let's see what happens. Let's see it play out. And then yeah. when the series is finished, if, if you don't Ignore like it. it. Or yeah. don't. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's, but, I mean, so far, I'm loving it. I, I love what they've done with Rorschach. Yeah. Um, I love... What they've done with Ozymandias, I love the the, the reaction to the to the crap that Ozymandias pulled at yeah. the end of Watchmen is addressed. Yeah, um, loads of threads from the original Watchmen series are coming through, and, and it's fair to say I didn't feel like I was in particular need of a sequel to the Watchmen. No. It's a done thing; it's no. fine. If they'd never done anything else with it, so be it. Yeah. But if we're gonna have one, I like this one. Yeah, it's all right. It's very good. It's very good. Also, it was a fantastic lenticular cover. That was a great. Lent- I love I, lenticulars anyway. Yeah. Right? I'd, sucker for that and it's Rorschach's mask it was brilliant they they clearly couldn't resist doing Rorschach's mask oh, yeah. could they uh, it's, well, you've got the opportunity why would you not yeah. take it yeah why would you and not do that there's nothing else you would do isn't no, there no. no exactly well yeah well done DC yeah very I'd, good another one where I wish I'd, I'd ordered more I ordered twice what I thought I'd need yeah. and we sold out completely on the day it was released um, excellent I just hope, just hope it doesn't get delayed like a lot of these 
Oh, that's, yeah, that's going to happen. These big series do, you know. It's it's very frustrating. Um, I've got a couple uh, on my list. Uh, God, you guys have got much cooler taste than me. I I mean, I put stuff like, uh, well, I mentioned this in the last podcast, but the current run on Thor um, is very, yeah, very Thor's good. Been, Thor's been great. Philip, I think it's named Philip Doutman. His artwork, which I could show, it's, it's just beautiful. Oh, that's the right word to use. It's just stunningly beautiful artwork you have a few filling artists every every other issue but when he's on it it's excellent the story's great there's a female thor at the moment and you could see that character in the marvel cinematic universe it would work very well it's just brilliant i'm loving that uh, manifest destiny which is skybound is that skybound it's a skybound book is that under image uh, yes, it's, yeah. a, it's an imprint within image. It's set in like this sort of colonial era in America. And it's about uh, 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 Lewis and Clark uh, right. traveling across America and exploring the wilderness and encountering encountering the local the locals and the local flora and fauna. And most of it are horrific monsters and stuff. You're like, oh my god, I could see that being a TV show. Mm. I could see that working really it's, well. It's a really underrated book, uh, and I know it is Art because you fantastic. are the only person in Harrogate that reads it. Really? Well, well, unless people unless people are cheating on me. With well, jobs. I was quite surprised. The latest issue was written okay. from the point of view of one of the characters who's uh, French, and most of the book is in French. And then at the back of it, because I thought, oh, is there going to be a web link or something? At the back of the book was the translation for the book. So you, first of all, you read it, and you have a clue what's going on. You read the odd English sentence, and then you get to the end, and you go back and you reread it. Nice. They make you work as a as a reader. They make you work nice. for. I like that. This sounds very, like it might actually like it. So I manifested it. Black Hammer. Black good, Hammer's good great. spin on superhero stuff. Yeah. Dark Horse, surprisingly, it's very good, very well written. Jeff But a bunch of superheroes in the sort of eighties who just they're fighting a big baddie and they just disappeared. Everyone thinks they're dead. They're not. They're somewhere else. You don't know where it is, but they've all aged. One of the one of the heroes uh, is that she's except uh, poor Golden Gale. Golden Gale, who's stuck, she's she's probably a 70-year-old woman. She's stuck in the body of, like, a sort of 14-year-old girl. So she's smoking and she's drinking and she's having sex and stuff. But and she's obviously, stuck obviously, in this... She's, she's in this, this small town, oh, which only, seems to only exist because they're there. Yeah. Um, but obviously she's regarded as a complete delinquent by her teachers and stuff. Um, and they keep, you know, they're, they're concerned people keep coming to the farm. Yeah. And they have... So they have to pretend that like this guy's her dad and her mum is completely wow. insane. And, and they've all they've been there decades. And they've all just basically given up on ever making it home. They don't know where they and are. Like, and, and what you know, I really it's love, a dream or an alternate reality or what's going on. And, and it taps I, into a lot of a lot of superhero history. And you know what it's I really love? Good. I love that Black Hammer's not in it. Yeah. Before 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 issue one even starts, Black Hammer's dead. He's dead. Um, Black Hammer died trying to escape from wherever it is they are and he destroyed himself trying to do it so all they've got left is the hammer yeah <laughs> and you know he's all and they're all they're all clearly allegories to to actual yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Black yeah. Hammer is obviously Thor yeah, yeah. and there's um, a character that's a bit like Martian Man but yeah Barbalian Bar is obviously the Martian Man like, um, yeah. Colonel Weird is like a like a, a psychedelic Adam Dan. Strange Adam, Str- like yeah, Adam it's Strange yeah psychedelic Adam Strange yeah it's got lots of twists, and it's not uh, nothing is what it appears to be. There's a good spin on a very, six. very, it's, very good. It's kind of respectful of, su- of superhero history, but it's doing its own twist, its own sort of spin yeah. On it. It's but very, very, very good. good. I got, yeah, I, I really like. And it. then worryingly, I buy a lot of stuff because I, I've been buying it historically. Mate, so, uh, whether it's any good or not, I don't know. And I keep thinking to myself, <laughs> I need to get out of just buying stuff for the sake. I of it. I still buy 2000 AD every. Well, I say I buy it. I mean, everything that comes in the shop is mine. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I still take home 2000 AD every week. Yeah. I've got a large stack of 2000 ADs at my home as I speak. I haven't actually read 2000 AD for about six years. Mm. I've got them. Yeah. And they're all stored yeah. in order. And I will eventually get around to routine. reading it. It's routine. But the idea I, that I wouldn't have 2000 AD, I, I, yeah. I, it's, I, it's incomprehensible. You might as well tell me to stop breathing. It is weird. Yeah. I mean, I've stopped... I'm trying to not do that. Like, I stopped with um, uh, 
rat queens. I was just like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not reading it, so there's no point in me buying it anymore. I just, it's gone off the boil for me. I'd, I'm not into it anymore. And there's so much more that I'd actually like to try, and now people keep telling yeah. me about things. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, actually, I might like to read that. And yeah. I know there's going to be New Strangers in Paradise out next year. The comics are expensive. Uh, they are expensive. So what, are. what do you buy? I, I, I think I, I think one of the things, reasons I'm going to cut back soon, and we talked about this last time, is that Brian Michael Bendis has left Marvel for DC. <laughs> so, I'm gonna, so all of a sudden, loads of his Marvel titles, I'll unless it's someone amazing but like will me. you pick up his DC titles oh yeah yeah I, I'm, I'm, I'm not that I have any ulterior <laughs> motive for asking this but I'm fascinated <laughs> to see what he, his spin on I'm fascinated to see Batman Bendis. I mean B- Batman and B- uh, Bendis on Batman well, no I don't want Bendis on Batman it's because I don't want Tom King to stop he could do, I didn't he could like, do detective comics I didn't like Tom King's early stuff at the start of Rebirth <laughs> oh no that's not true I did like it I didn't like it as much as the yeah. stuff that was happening in Detective mm. I've been saying... I mean, that's the other way around. Yeah, for about the first year of Rebirth, I was yeah. saying I didn't understand why everyone was reading Batman and people weren't reading Detective because Detective was by far yeah. the better Batman book. Yeah. That is no longer that's true. That's always been the way... Detective is still great. Yeah. Detective is as good as it was when I was saying it was the best Batman okay. book. Who's but Batman that, is now better. Who's writing I Detective? I don't know who like James, like James Tinney? No, I don't is it up there? Uh, no. Detective isn't up there, actually. I could probably go and find a copy of Detective, but I can't be bothered to move. Sorry, is that Batman vs. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? That is Batman oh, yeah. vs. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. And it's good. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a lot of Batman actually on the rack this week. I've still got from last week uh, Batman Creature of the Night, which is lovely. Is it? Yeah, I'll tell you what, my problem with Creature of the Night is... There's a lot of them there. It's a big fat book, is that? It's lovely. Um, really high production values. Yeah. It's perfect bound, mm. which of course makes it expensive. <laughs> like the art, um, it's not set in the DCU. It's sort of almost real world. Uh, it's about a kid who is obsessed by Batman. His name is Bruce Wainwright. <laughs> and he's, he's eight years... It's 1969, he's eight years old. And whenever he introduces himself, he says, Hello, my name's Bruce Wayne. Right. Uh, and he really plays up to it. And his, his, his great uncle is called Alton Frederick. And so is this little boy has come up with... Well, like, well, you're Alfred then, aren't you? So he calls him Uncle Alfred. And we see the story through the journal of the boy and the journal of Uncle Alfred. And Is that a one-shot? No. Series. By Kurt Busiek, and I, I would read Kurt... Oh, God. I'd I'm read Kurt Busiek's shopping list. Right, I'm having this um, I'll tell you one problem why with did it. I know, why did I know? It's... His, one night... They go trick-or-treating one Halloween. It's Halloween... Well, Halloween 19... We've been told it's 1969. Mm. Uh, they go trick-or-treating... Um, they come home, the house is being burgled, they disturb the burglars, parents killed. Terrible tragedy. Young Bruce's obsession with Batman initially is kind of a comfort. It helps him relate to things. The police officer that has to, that he's on first on the scene is called Officer Gordon, but it's like Gordon Lewis or something. Yeah, Gordon is his first name. But because he's talking to a kid, he says, hello, I'm Gordon. And so that so, so it helps him relate. And there's lots of, there's lots of little touches yeah, like that. Yeah. Uh, but then this kid's obsession with Batman becomes a lot darker, and it goes in a direction that you maybe wouldn't expect. Uh, there's a little supernatural hint going on. Um, it's very so. It, it, it's just great. My only issue with it is it's because it's told in in journals. The Journal of Elton Frederick. Uh, they've clearly done it to try and suggest you know, he's an old-fashioned gentleman with copper plate handwriting the font they've used for his uh, journal is fucking no, unreadable and you get that in a lot of had, and actually as a retailer as, as a reader I'm prepared to overlook that the story is good enough okay, okay. it's really hard to read genuinely hard to read as a reader I'm, gonna, I'm prepared to, to rise above it as a retailer it pisses me off because yeah. I've had so many people pick this up over the last week and go that hurts my eyes yeah, yeah. and put it back on the rack. That's a, uh, that's and it, it's a shame. I mean, it's, as a retailer, that's irritating. But as a fan, that's tragic because yeah. it's a really good story and a stupid, stupid design decision. Yeah. Does you know? It's going to mean that a lot of people aren't going to read it, and that's a shame. That's a, shame. Yeah. That's a real shame. Um, Matt's pointing at the 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 time on my phone. You can do it as subtly as you like. I'm going to tell the <laughs> listeners that we're doing this. It's my job. Um, so I guess we, is, is there anything that people really want to really want to highlight um, I mean I've got one of the side effects of working in a comic shop is that I could go on about this crap for all literally all yeah. night 
Spoiler. Because Sorry. there are lots of comics. I mean, and you'll get to read a lot of stuff that most people wouldn't pick up. Yeah, you yeah. Know, you could try it um, before you buy it. I'm gonna actually. I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. Uh, my last, my last pick of the year. Um, we've mentioned it on the podcast before. Rachel Smith. Um, Wired yes. up wrong. Uh, I backed the Kickstarter for this. So did I. Oh, cool. If you follow us on Facebook, you probably got fed up of me banging on constantly about this Kickstarter. It's a hilariously funny in places story. Um, it's an autobiographical piece of work about a woman living with anxiety and depression, um, personified. Ooh, signed. As a every, every copy in the shop is signed, and I didn't ask her to do that. I'm really. Thank you, Rachel, if you're listening. You're not, but, you know. It's it's quite a cartoon... Rachel Smith has quite a cartoony style, which works really well here, I yeah. think. A more realistic style would probably not work as well. It's told in Rachel's voice. She's got a great sense of humour. There are lots of little snarky comments in the, in the, at the bottom of the pages yeah, in the margins. Um, Have you read this? Oh, yeah, yeah I've got it. It's, it's, <laughs> I backed the Kickstarter. Oh, right. <laughs> It's it's so good. I mean, I love I love the fact that uh, I mean, full disclosure. I've mentioned it on the podcast before. Full disclosure: I suffer from depression. Um, I love the fact that she personifies it. She personifies her depression as a black dog, which is okay. People have been doing that since Churchill, but she has two. When 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 she's not really that ill, the dog is almost spectral. And sp- spooky and small, as well. and really mean and vicious looking. Um, and when she's really bad, the dog is massive and cuddly. And she explains that this is sort of a spoiler, but screw it. Um, she ex- we sound at the spoiler horn; it's fine. Um, she explains that that's you know people sort of say, well, shouldn't the shouldn't the scary dog be when it's bad? She says, no, 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 because when she's not completely lost in it, she knows that the voice is, you know, the nagging voice in your head about you being a piece of shit. She knows it's wrong. Yeah. She knows that it's it's bad, and she knows the dog's evil. And that's actually not quite such a big problem. But when she's really bad, she can just wallow in it. Mm. And it feels nice. And, that's, and she's comfortable really there. Yeah. And you can just disappear into it. Yeah. And... Um, I'd never, ever, ever thought of it like that before, yeah. but that made so many pennies drop in my head. For me, it's the... I've said that I said this to you the other day. It's the get-out-of-bed pages, mm. because, like, I I haven't spoken on the podcast about my clinical depression, but I have clinical depression. Yay. There's a lot of it about, There's basically, what we're saying. Basically, and that just get-out-of-bed is... And it's like, you know, a bed over shark-infested waters, a yeah. bed, you know, got that's got a giant, bed. massive spider legs together one of it, and the oh, idea, and, yeah. and that for me... Oh, the, is, you know, the bed is, the bed is on a, a, a little tower of rock with, like, a thousand-foot drop on it every side. And, and they and they just interspersed through the book, these, like, just-get-out-of-bed yeah. moments, and it's like, that is so true, and it really, you know, that's one of those things where you just go, somebody else gets it. Somebody yeah. else gets it. Yeah. And this yeah. book, for me, what? is a case of, like, I want everyone else to feel like somebody else gets it, you know. Yeah. And, and I read it, and I went, I'm not on my own. Other people feel and this it, same. It also, it's so important. It also, to me, feels like... that. I mean, the Just Out of Bed, Just Get Out of Bed pages are, are, are emblematic of this. It's like, shit, yes. I've been trying to articulate that yeah. for years. Yeah. And... That's it. You've nailed it. Yeah. I would never have thought of that. But that, yeah, you've nailed it. And there's just a brilliant... Pe- it's told... It's almost like lots of little one-page, yeah. four-panel strips, really. And there's, 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 there's... I mean, anyone who's been anywhere near depression will recognise this. Uh, there's one great page where uh, she's talking to somebody and says, I don't know what you've got depressed about. You've got so much going for you. And there's a beat and she goes, How come you've got a cold? You've got a really nice house. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's it's yeah. It's 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 a beautiful, wonderful, funny, touching, moving, accessible. That's the one thing. That's that's the word. That is not, the word. It's accessible. It's so many, so it's many not things. Not condescending. And I yeah. think that's the really important thing about it. Well, and it's also it's not, so easy to be condescending, and it's just so honest, and in you know, and so. Just and it's real. It's also it's so not. Real. It's also not victim porn. No, no. Um, you know, I mean, Rachel Smith suffers from anxiety and depression, and 
There it is. There are times when her life is probably really bloody difficult, but she doesn't dwell on that. She doesn't dodge it, she doesn't duck it. No, she doesn't underplay any of it. But at the same time, it seems it seems unlikely. But she's managed to make a book about suffering from anxiety and depression a really positive, uplifting read. Yeah, it is. Well, she's funnelled all of that into her creative endeavours, hasn't she? Hmm. Actually, I have to say, for a Kickstarter book, I mean, it looks great. The quality of it is fantastic. The production values are oh, really, yeah. really, really, really I mean, to be fair, I mean, she exceeded her Kickstarter target by about four. And, and because of that as well, a lot of people will take notice of this. Mm. Yeah. So she'll, she'll certainly be someone to kind of... I mean... I, I've, I've said this on the podcast before as well. I've had the experience of before I had, well, before I was aware I had this fucking <laughs> crow sitting on my shoulder. Somebody I care very, very much about had depression much more serious than I've ever had it. And I thought, having looked after somebody with this, I understood it. Mm. I thought I knew what it was. And then I got it. Yeah. I really didn't know a damn thing. But in both cases, both when I was living with somebody who had this and then when I was living with it, I really wish I'd read this book. Yeah. I wish I'd had this. I feel like I want every... I am mine, and that's what I put on Facebook. I was like, I, want, I would like everybody, please go buy this book because if you have had depression, know someone with depression, maybe think possibly about depression every so often. And you know what? Read the book. Statistically, one of those things is true. Yeah. About oh, yeah. So, you know, you know, you read the book because it's... I just think it's... It's a really good way to see inside. It's a good way to see inside my head, that's for sure. Um, which is terrifying. Yeah. Um, it's, it's so true. You. Well, and there's also something, and I, I don't know whether to mention. No, sorry, I'm going to mention this. She put it in the book. It's fine. There's there's just a a, a short section in the book which is all on green. Mm, yeah. And she's put it on green so that you can see it and skip past it if you want. But And she says in a, in a tiny little mini forward to that section that she wasn't going to sh- share this story and she wasn't sure about it at all, but she's put in uh, just a ten-page strip about her first experience of being sexually harassed yeah, uh, as a schoolgirl by a teacher. Um, and as a teacher, it made my skin crawl because I'd met that guy. Uh, not that actual guy, but do you know what? That guy is not unusual in school. And I, yeah... I recognised him. And that was brave, actually. And that's... The whole book is brave. I mean, people don't talk about having depression. They don't. Um, We should. And do you know what? People don't listen when you do. (laughs) So true. Um, And, you know, to put herself out there, particularly because this is something she's still dealing with. I've told this story in the podcast as well. In an interview with Rachel Smith, actually. You go back to our thought bubble thing and hear the whole interview. Um, Highlight of 2017. But people who she is going to be looking to for work are going to see this. Yeah. Yeah. And they're going to make judgments. And I know how much of a thing that is to put out there. When I first got up one morning and realised I couldn't go to work because I hadn't stopped crying for about eight hours. Um... And therefore, dri- driving an hour down the A1 was probably not a good idea. <laughs> and even if I did, yeah, honestly, probably discussing Chaucer wasn't going to happen. Um, so I rang in sick and I told them I'd got food poisoning because I didn't have a way of saying... Because that was easier. Yeah, I didn't have a way of saying to the school answer phone that you had to ring in yeah. as a teacher. If you, uh, I can't come in because my head doesn't work. I can't come in because I'm filled with nihilistic angst. Um, I can't come in. I'm having an existential crisis. None of this made any bloody sense. So I said I had food poisoning. It's food poisoning. And do you know what? I've been ashamed of that ever since I did it. Because I've always been a a pain in the arse about, you've got to talk about this. There's no stigma. There's no shame. Well, do you know what? Apparently I felt both. Um, So I cannot applaud Rachel Smith enough for the sheer bravery of that book, and then to make it as brilliant as it is, um, it's, st- it's stunning. It's my book of the year, yeah. and not just not just my comic of the year. It's my mm. book of the year. Yeah, um, I, I implore everyone to read it. Yeah, please read it. Do you know what? <laughs> do you know what? I don't even care. This isn't even a plug for Destination Venus. We do have them in stock, 
but they're also on sale from Rachel Smith's website. She makes more money if you buy it from there. I'm just going to put that out there. Buy it. But buy it. Buy it from somewhere. Yeah. I don't even care if you buy it from Amazon on this occasion. <laughs> just buy it. <laughs> Actually, I care a bit if you buy it from Amazon. Don't do that. <laughs> okay, on that note, um, I don't know, I think I probably shared more than people needed to hear. I think we've got anything else to throw in. No, that's all good. I'm noticing Matt stopped looking at his watch, which is... Uh... No, I was just... I was just, in, I just wanted to listen to what you... Yeah. What you had to say. And that was 2017. That was 2017. In a nutshell. And you know what? Actually, do you know what? This is going to be my final thought. Other people are allowed to have a final thought after me, if you like. It's really, really easy to look back at 2017 and notice all the stuff that was crap, because quite a lot of it was. A lot. Politics... Not just on both sides of the Atlantic, but pretty much everywhere else that isn't Canada. Or Australia. Some nice things have been happening in Australia in the last couple of weeks. Just natural disaster. California is still on fire. Um, We're not not even talking about the fact that California's on fire. Um, The other half of America appears to be flooding. We've had earthquakes. We've had hurricanes. End times, Reg. Um, Do you know what? I could be persuaded, actually. Um, if somebody turned, you know, if I saw a beast rising from the sea, I wouldn't be that surprised, to be honest. Didn't that happen? Did something wash up? I'm sure something washed up. Yeah, news just in. But you know what? I haven't talked about half of the really good stuff that I've really enjoyed in 2017. We didn't mention Thought Bubble. No. I mean, to be fair, we did two podcasts on it. Yeah, but... Today we didn't yeah. go. We didn't was mention. A great of, of... And it was. It was a real high point. Mm-hmm. And also, well, we did mention Ultracon, I suppose. Um, there's been a lot. Yeah. It's been good, actually. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to talk about what I'm looking forward to for 2018. Let's save that for the next. We, we are going to do yeah. that. We are going to do that discussion. Although I did see a great meme on Twitter today. Uh, it wasn't really a meme. Um, there's a, a, a piece of film that's doing the rounds of somebody's dash cam as they're driving down a highway in California. And the, like the entire landscape in front of them is on fire, and they go through a sign that they drive under a freeway sign that says you're now entering somewhere, and someone's photoshopped it, and it just now says you're now entering 2018. <laughs> <laughs> yes, God. I can't believe it. <laughs> so I like that. Yeah. Um, so, anybody else got any final? Because I was, I was trying to wrap you up on a kind of a, like a vaguely optimistic note, and yeah. then I just pointed out that California's on fire again. So, yeah, what's out next year? Yeah, we'll get to that on another day. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get to yeah, that. There is a lot of stuff to look forward to coming out. There is. Yeah. yeah, definitely. There is, and next week we have episode episode eight. Beyond excited. I'm not seeing it till the 28th of December. Oh, um, it's no, it's a tradition that we go oh, for my it? dad's birthday, right, which right. is actually not after Christmas, so we can't go before oh. Christmas. Okay. Are you we going watch Star Wars with my dad? Yeah, it is nice to have that as a tradition. We used to do yes. Lord of the Rings when yeah. back in the day. We yeah. did all the Lord of the Rings as ever, and then we did all the, the all the Hobbits and Star Wars and things like that. So yeah, Hobbits and Star Wars. Is Hobbits. Well, you're only seeing it just, over, just yeah. over a week after it comes. Yeah, out. that's not yeah, too that's not too bad, bad, is it? I mean, it's not like Han Solo's going to die in this I'm one as well. I'm never going to so. dodge the spoilers. It's never going to happen. No. I've resigned myself to the fact that anything. It, it, there's no spoiler dodging to be to be done. But you know. Are you? It's never going to happen. Are you going to the midnight screening, Matt? No, I'm too or, or are you an old man with kids? Old. I've got kids. I can't do me. Loads of my mates are who, who have actually got kids. And um, I'm just like, I can't do for it. The, for I'm the, doing it on uh, next Thursday, the day it comes out. Yeah. Eight o'clock, every man. No, fair enough. That's fine. I'll see you there. Yeah. I'm, I'm, there, I'm there with the pop-up shop. Um, oh, cool. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to see you at the midnight screening because, of course, I am. I don't have kids. That's one of the reasons <laughs> I don't. Um... <laughs> Yeah, calculated move. Yes, not having kids, I might want to go see Star Wars at midnight. Three um, seats all to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't let you do that. What? I tried to. I tried to. I tried to buy a single ticket and book a sofa, and they wouldn't let me. And I said, no, you, you, "Yeah, you haven't bought enough tickets to book Every a sofa." Man, shame on you. I was thinking. I, I was. I was genuinely thinking. I don't want. I don't mind somebody sitting next to me. That's no. fine. That's just two seats here. But no, you can't do it. But anyway. Um, if no one else has anything to add, I will just say uh, thank you to Ian who left nearly an hour ago because he's got sense um, and thank you Matt for You're sharing your 2017 thank you Hat oh look we rhyme oh. Matt, Matt. it's the Matt Hat and Reggie show again um, <laughs> and dear listener this is the end of almost certainly part three 
Um, so I don't know why I'm putting the, this, the, the farewells in the actual podcast because I've clearly done, done outros to the other two. Uh, but anyway, sod off now. Um, it's, it, you've, you've been listening to us for three hours, for God's sake. Have you got no life? Wind it up, Rich. <laughs> so, yes, we'll see you at the gates and we might see you next week with a spoiler cast for Re- Return of the Jedi. A bit late for that. <laughs> well, maybe it will be. It's half past ten, I'm tired, and I'm going home. Bye! Thank you for listening to the Geeks at the Gate podcast. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geeks at the gate. Or contact us on Twitter at geeks at the gates. Or contact us by email on mail4geeksatthegates at gmail.com. That is the number four, not the word. Geeks at the Gates is a production of Venus Rising Media and is proudly made in Yorkshire.